0: Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the Mother Code. Hi, and welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code with me, your host, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Well, I'm going to say good morning because that's what it is for me. It's a Monday morning, end of August. Um, it'll be interesting to see when this one airs, what's happening um, time-wise, but just to give, just thought, I haven't been on in a bit, and I just want to place myself and kind of what's been happening and say a few things before I introduce my guest, Nellie Alba. So I've just returned from a family reunion in northern Michigan, um, the Glen Arbor area. So beautiful. Gosh, I just love when I can like be in and around so much unadulterated, (laughs) unaltered beauty, even though there's, you know, actually a fair amount going on up there. But compared to here in Chicago, you know, it's pretty open skies and it just feels so good to breathe that air and uh, get out and be in and surrounded by Mother, Mother Earth, Mother Nature in that way. And then being with family, you know, that's always all the things. And I I think for me on this trip, if I were to name one thing that stood out that's particularly related to the podcast, was spending a couple of days with my niece who has is has the first grandchild in the family. Okay. So my grandnephew, I don't know, is that what it's called? Anyway. those particulars about cousins and grandnephews. Anyway, I think I'm a great aunt, which is cool. And it was just so beautiful to see her and the space that she was in that was so common. it was so interesting because he is um, a really calm, chill, like happy baby. And I just noticed like saying all these words, like, oh, and hearing people say, what a good baby. He's so happy. And, uh, But particularly that like good baby thing. Um, you know, when we start using those labels, I I think it's tough, but I would definitely want to acknowledge and name just how content he is. And we were all marveling at the fact that we were at a dinner at a restaurant. He's 10 months old. No, not 10 months. He is 13 months old, I think. 13 going probably 14 ish months old. And he was just, you know, rolled with it through the whole dinner, smiling and and eating when it was time to eat, sitting in his high chair. And uh, my sister-in-law and I were like, gosh, I feel like most times at restaurants, I was up and about walking the baby around and one of us was eating, one of us wasn't. So it was just really nice to see. And I, I didn't have a, Spend a lot of time talking to my niece, but you know, he had, he has already been through, they knew that when he was born, he'd have to go right into surgery and have a really significant surgery. And um, I think when you go through that as a brand new mom, first time mom, it can go a number of different ways. Right. And I just love seeing the way she's taken it, which was just to so appreciate him and just so appreciate the experience and realize like, a good distinction between the big stuff and not sweating the small stuff. Um, and I, I, I've i seen situations where coming through a life-threatening thing like that, like, you know, a mom can react a different way and like super hover over a baby or, you know, really just be so worried that still something's going to happen and, and you can feel that. And I think the the babies feel it too. And I I like to think, you know, that this little guy's a reflection just of how open she is and how appreciative and grateful she is. Because that can go the other way too, right? You can be like, well, you know, I'm just so grateful my baby's here. I'm, I don't know, I'm just going to let, I don't not take control or something. I don't know what the right words I'm looking for, but um, the other side of the spectrum of being like so overly worried. So anyway, I just, I want to acknowledge that and acknowledge her and just uh, appreciate and appreciate life and appreciate the energy that we bring um, to the people around us and the difference that makes. Because I think, you know, little, especially like little, little ones are barometers for us, barometers for our feelings, barometers for our energy. And, you know, we, when we take note of it, it, it matters and it matters how we are and, um, it certainly doesn't, and I'm not saying that at all. like our energy can be our emotions, but our emotions that are, you know, fully felt or felt, you know, in the most responsible way that that we can. So I wanted to name that and I just back from that, and it was has really been on my mind. And we're gonna be with a uh, um our my guest today. Nellie, as I said, from Well-Balanced Moms, and I think she'll have a lot to say about this too. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to our conversation. And the other thing that happened, I'm just going to announce this here because I think this will likely is going to air after my fall retreat, Um, but I still want to name that as of yesterday, it's full and I'm starting a waiting list. And I'm just so excited about that and so, so grateful so excited about the women who are going to come and join and us be together, you know, as women, as women who mother and all and always, any and always, uh, this fall. So, news will be coming out soon about the spring retreat, spring equinox self-mothering. So, um, I'm hoping you grab your spot for that and we'll get to work together, play together, be together in that way. So, here we go. Well, here I am with Nellie
1: Alba. Welcome, Nellie. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation and to be here today.
0: Yay. Well, I get to share a little bit about the cool work that you're doing, and then we'll have you launch in with you know the, all the good, beautiful details about your journey, and we'll start there. So Nellie um, is a life balance and mindset coach for working moms. She runs the Working Mom Balanced Podcast. And an online shop. She also works full time as a director of a youth after-school nonprofit organization called YDO, and a mom to two. And she's mom to two beautifuls uh, children under three, two under three. That's a lot. She enjoys conversations about building space, calmness, harmony into everyday life, despite working and growing your family. Uh, that inner balance is possible. Yes, it is, isn't it? Mm, I love that. Love, love, love it. So tell me how you got to be doing, you know, this and a little bit, go back as far as you like and just, you know, share with us about you.
1: Yes, perfect. So, well, my journey is interesting as I jumped into, you know, working on balance and all that comes with it. But it started back when I began preparing for motherhood. And I decided that, you know, me and my partner were ready to have kids, we wanted to build our family. And at the same time, I've always been a very ambitious career-driven individual. So I knew that I wanted to build my career at the same time. It it was never for me, uh, well, when I have kids, I wanna take some time off. And so I, I had that coming into this where like, well, I wanna continue doing everything all at once run my business and lead in the nonprofit world and have my kids and just do it all. So I had that big mentality going into yeah. motherhood and, and and career building. And so in that process, um, I did have some hiccups becoming pregnant. And we actually ended up going through IVF with my son um, after trying for a year plus. And I mentioned that because it's part of where I really was like, I really want to maintain this, this happy, happy place, like I was really connected Mm. to my son, I didn't want to leave him. And it became a a top priority at the same time. And so just fast forward a bit, once I had him, I began going online, and I went on Pinterest, I went on blogs, and I started searching, like, you know, how am I going to be able to balance motherhood and working because it was something that I wanted to do and overwhelmingly i would see a lot of information around well it's not possible to create that balance or it's Mm going to be harder than you think you're going to be upset all the time you're going to be triggered and it was a lot of these negative Mm -hmm. i I took them as negative expression of what it would be like trying to balance both things and so i was like "Mm, i don't really want to pay attention to this i'm going to just go into it see what happens and once i returned to work at the 12 week mark and i went back to my job i within a month, did become super overwhelmed, super Mm -hmm. exhausted, super beat. I was very prideful. I didn't want to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I was bringing my son to work, and we would do half a day. So my husband would come and pick him up around 3 o'clock. So I was taking like three, four calls because I'm a director at the nonprofit. And so I was doing calls with my son crying on one side, teething. I was doing it all. And mm-hmm. everyone in the outside world was like, you're so amazing. You're a super mom and you're doing great things. So in my mind, as I was hearing these things, I was saying, well, this is what a good mom is. A good mom mm-hmm. is someone who is managing all these things and can do it. But I realized that I was also going home, crying, upset, beat, and no one else would see that side. Yeah. And I was not happy in that place. And that's when I, it was one specific morning when I had a full breakdown. My son was. I remember my son was teething at that time and I had a pile of dishes and I had a big work meeting when I got to work and I had to bring him. And so in that moment, I told myself something has to change. Mm -hmm. And although these blog posts tell me it's not possible, I'm going to create it. I'm going to figure out how to do it because I've always been able to create my harmony in my place back home. And I'm not doing it now with motherhood and career. And -hmm. that's really how it started. And I just wrote a in the beginning. I did tons of blogging. It started as a blog, writing yeah. to my moms. And then that evolved to a podcast that I wanted to create. And now I'm creating some coaching members, memberships where I'm sharing some of that insight of what I'm doing, I'm yeah. also providing resources. And it's, it's just been now a trickle down effect of me wanting to share all that I did because this past year and a half since then, my life has completely changed Mm. in the way that I feel about it. And people, and I would argue I'm doing more than what I was because I'm not doing so much more, but I feel much more at peace and much more balanced with my life despite adding more things to my plate.
0: That's beautiful. Well, first of all, congratulations. Right. Um, And I love, I love how you, you know, we hear these things ahead of time you know, through a lot of the phases of, you know, becoming a mom of kids, right? Like it's where it's going to be hard. And I learned early on in, in pregnancy that there's more complaining and victimhood than there is, you know, like talking about the good stuff or, you know, not just the good stuff, but, you know, that you can do it. And yeah, it's hard, but, you know, here. So I'm getting the the sense. And sometimes maybe it's good to listen to some of that, I I chose not to listen to most of it either, right? And just like, I got to try this for myself. I got to see, and I love that you held that and didn't just be swayed like, okay, well, I guess it's not possible, right? I'm going to have to figure something out. And then when it was hard, it's like, yeah, well, I guess here I am and this is how it is. But to not settle for that, you know, to not be like, wait, okay, it is like this. I'm hitting a a rough spot here
1: and this is hard, but I'm going to do something about it. Right. That's the difference. Right. I think sometimes if we are caught up in all the things that are not going well or the things people say is not going to be easy, like we automatically without realizing we're attracting that energy. And so Mm -hmm. we're in that same space with the things that we do. So if you're going to go into it saying it's going to be hard, then you're going to find the hard moments that's going to be more apparent to you versus focusing your energy on like, well, what is going well? Because I guarantee if you step back, there are some things that are going on. That shift that I had to make for myself is stop coming into it thinking of all the things that are not going well. And a rule of thumb for me was if anything negative that comes out, I have to say two positives because there's so much good happening. And as you mentioned, it can very easily be put to the side with all you hear, but then all that you feel and how people are telling you to deal with it because there's a lot of different um, advice in that process.
0: Yeah, here, here, and and then to take that and uh, you know I just want to acknowledge. Okay, I'm I, I'm gonna hear that with a you know with a certain level, and then I'm gonna try other things, and then I'm gonna share it with other women, right? Because yeah. sometimes this happens, and it's like, okay, it's just enough. Okay, I figured some things out, and I, I, all I can do is that, right? Yeah. Um, but you took it a step further and said, well, if I've f- figured some stuff out. Let's get some of that energy out in the airwaves. And well, first, you know, starting with your blog and then podcasts, like here's some ways to think about it differently. Here are some, you know, things that I did and now I'm hearing from other moms that they're doing that are working for them. And then we still have to call out what works for us, right? But when we're putting out more of the positive, there's going to be a lot, I'm going to say better, you know, but, um, you know, more positive ways to look at things and and try things and do things. So when you are, well, let me just ask you first. Like back then, like what what would you say? Were some of the things that like early on you were seeing, like oh yeah, this is some of the things that they talked about that were hard. I know one of them was asking for help. It sounds like mm-hmm. right, like oh I got to do everything yeah. myself. But what what. What can you say, share a bit more detail about that, this path that you took when you're like, wow, now I'm here I am like doing more than I was before. And I'm, I'm more than okay with that. I'm, I'm thriving in
1: it. Right. I think one of the biggest pieces for me was establishing healthy boundaries. And so the the boundary piece was one of the pieces to your first point of like what was yeah. overwhelming in the beginning was because I was this super ambitious, overdriven, I'd stay late at the office or I would attend a- events to make sure I'm socializing and connecting with colleagues and all these different pieces. I had to figure out what's a healthy boundary so that I feel like I am doing my part focused and building quality of life with my kids Mm -hmm. while also maintaining Mm -hmm. that healthy, thriving relationship in the workspace the way that I wanted, the way that I envisioned Mm -hmm. it for myself. Um, Because it's going to look differently for everyone depending on whether or not, something I talk about with some of the moms I mentor, you know, if you have a job that. What you're looking for is to get out of that job because it's not necessarily what you want to do, but it's what you're doing temporary. Versus mm-hmm. like if you built a career and you're building on something that you really are foundational, it's what you want to do. And so the boundary piece was really huge for me, and I had to start with really asking myself what is top priority for me, and what can I do with my time frame. I had to be really realistic, you know, about what mm-hmm. was going into my schedule and what deserved or warranted my attention during this season of life yeah. so i also mentioned about how sometimes there's different things that take priorities or in different seasons and this is where then you seek out your support team communication comes in so you know what to do on the outskirts to help support you but you need to know what's what's most important uh, we uh, i'm saying we but often as working moms i talk with my family and with other moms It's we have this long, lengthy to-do list. If I ask a mom, like Mm -hmm. what's what do you have to do? It's super long. And there's always, if you ask them, there could be something else you can add on there. Of course, right. There's there's always something. We could fold some laundry, we could be doing the dishes. There's Mm -hmm. there's multiple things. But it's, you know, where can my attention be focused on the most for my quality of life? And then framing it around that really helped me to figure out what I wanted to focus on. So Mm You know, that goes into where I navigated with the blog and my podcast, where part of my priority was my self-care, me doing something for me so that I can feel that energy, those, those that positivity throughout my day, not just in, in clips. Clear- or moments of it. And so the blog, doing this podcast, talking to to other moms or talking about this topic, it's part of what feeds my soul to continue to do the work I'm doing outside of here. Mm-hmm. And so you need to focus in on what is going to provide you that internal power, internal happiness, and then how will that look in the outside? And so I'll say this all, with it's not easy because right. It's not an easy process and it's not a one and done process. Sometimes it's not like, oh, we're going to find balance when it's not found, it's created, but we are going to create the balance. And it's an ongoing process, which is why I say season of life, because, you know, Right now, I'm entering September where my work schedule for the youth program, it's more busy because I'm doing registration. So I'm seeking for my partner to do more of the household things or I'm doing more grocery deliveries on certain days. So we accommodate according to what's going on and what's needed in in the space. So it's not easy. You have to keep going back to it. You have to reset. You have to refocus. But you have to be in tune on your priorities and then how to create those safe boundaries and all that ties into taking care of yourself holistically, because that's what you're going to get to at the bottom of it all.
0: Yeah, right. It, that's well, I love there's so much of what you just shared, Nelly. that I I'm like. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I especially love that. Yeah, we don't find balance. It's not like something is on the grocery store shelf. Right. Oh, I found right. it. Yeah. Lucky me. Or hidden treasure, you you do create it and it takes work. But I think this mindset thing is such a big part of it, right? Because when we hear that word, like, oh, it takes work, like, oh, I can barely do what I'm doing, is you were describing the things that you chose to focus on and spend time on are all things that feed, that feed you, you know, that nourish you. And it doesn't mean every piece of it we all, you know, need to do the some of the things that we don't love. Mm-hmm. Um, to do the things that we love. But I think there's a lot more room than most of us think about finding other ways for those things to get done, whether it's people or, you know, when I do them or how I go about doing them that can, you know, really make such a huge difference. And yep. I'm wondering, um, I know that you're aware that we're, you know, we, we talked about at the beginning, right? We're just wired with what's going on in our culture about motherhood and the messages and, you know, in this rewriting the mother code that I'm naming it, it's all, it's all of everything that you're talking about. But I'm wondering if, if you come across or like, what are some of the, the most prominent codes that you had to break, whether it was like family codes or, you know, society, culture or family culture codes that were like some of the big ones and then a follow up with asking like women you coach or you could talk about both.
1: Yeah. Um I love this question because there's there's a lot that you have to break down. And I think a lot with culture does play a huge role in it. I mentioned to you before we pressed record here, you know, I come from a Dominican household. Um, and so I was raised in that culture and we're very family oriented. We are a, a culture that you have like multiple people living in the same space, doing the same things. Everyone has to be involved. And one of the biggest piece for me in that was um, going back to my boundaries. Because I think a lot of it goes to that is how can I place certain boundaries where, like, I can say no to something with my family and then not become come off as disrespectful or like that's mm. not? supposed to be part of how you parent you're supposed to let your child stay up late for the for the party events you can't say no to the Christmas event even though it might not make the most sense so I think I think at the smaller scale for me there's a lot of we want to do everything together and there's certain things that I needed to separate and not do together for my own sanity and And that's not a little thing by the way those are those are
0: big big things no you're right right. it's It's (laughs) really big (laughs) I don't want to minimize that one Nelly, because that's it takes a lot, um, but keep going, yeah, this is yeah. great.
1: No, you, and you're right, it is It is a big piece of it because that is where you can get into conflicts with individuals or you start having to potentially separate yourself temporarily from someone that maybe is not feeding that positive energy that you need. And that's something that happened to me personally. Like I, there were certain people that just, they weren't at a, at a point to understand all that was going on and what I needed for my family and for myself. And at that moment, I had to separate myself and just um, have a conversation about that when I was ready. And I also tell someone like, "It's okay if that's if that's what you need. You can definitely take those moments and do that." And another piece I just mentioned, I'll elaborate a little bit more on is um, the just the little like eating and what you're what you're putting on your child, or you know, so there, you're going to get a lot of comments or advice and what people
0: unsolicited uns- Mostly right.
1: unsolicited advice yeah very much so <laughs> and i know you know at least i'm thinking of my my wonderful mom who has a lot of advice i, I love my mom to death um but sometimes the girls cultural piece or she's like well i have to be, keep my mouth shut i remember now i have to let you do things as you want to where they try to impose the way things were before or what kind of meals i should be giving and at what time and so i think that's one of the ones i had to break is is um just making sure i was intentional but straightforward and communicated my desires and sometimes you can get your voice can get pushed back in a from my culture like the culture that I have where Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to talk a certain way to the adults or the certain people in the room and even though I'm older I'm not older Mm -hmm. than my grandparents so certain things that they say has to just go and um, I had to break that and say no that's not the way that it's going to go because these are my kids, and this is the way things are going right now. And so, I think those those are part of just some of the codes I had to break down in the lifestyle piece of things with with my kids and and becoming a mom. And I was gonna say, and I know with the other piece with working, and mm-hmm. uh, since I am someone who's focused on my career, I my, my partner stays at home and he's a stay-at-home dad and he takes care of the kids. And oftentimes those roles are re- are reversed. Um, and so a lot of what I had to break down and have conversation around too that was pointed out by, by family and or society at times through all the things mm-hmm. you would read is how we can still have a healthy relationship even though I am the one outside making the money and my partners at home taking care of the kids and how that dynamic works and how it doesn't make you know him as a man anything less and me as a the head of household being a woman and being the one so a lot of that financial component who's supposed to be Making money, bringing in who's supposed to be staying home to take care of the kids before they're off to school was something else that I had to break down. And and again, it came down to communication and it came down to setting, I I set a lot of boundaries for myself. Yeah, I'm Um, loving hearing that. Right. And it's just, it's the best way to do it for your own fulfillment. Because at the end of the day, what I realized is that it's this is like my life to live. I'm the mm-hmm. one that to look back 10, five years from now and say, wow, how was it raising little kids, my toddlers running around and also building a career? And I always think to like future Nelly sitting in her rocking chair saying, wow, this Mm -hmm. is the life that I built and that I did. And I did it in a way that I feel good about. And when that picture comes into mind, when I visualize that very deeply, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to set the boundaries and to say the no's and to put my foot down where I feel it's appropriate um, in a respectful, but straightforward way to the, to the, I think it needs to be told to. Hi, I'm so
0: excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Neho, meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish, it's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go it's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are getting there landing there and then being in a space that is all about you it's all about nourishing you it's all about tuning into you using everything around us the nature the food the beautiful people the rituals ceremonies i bring it you know we really bring it and if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com to events and there you go it'll all be there there's a beautiful page there for you to explore i look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat oh i just i i love all of that nelly and um underlining because what i heard especially want to highlight what you just said about picturing that future Nellie, right? Okay. Uh, did you say in a rocking chair? Like, like I did. Were, I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. No. No. I love that. Um, I love because we don't often like let ourselves think that far ahead. And who imagined that woman? And that's when we're rewriting. That's when we're really rewriting the code, yeah. right? And um, creating a vision for ourselves. Because if I don't have that, I don't have something to look ahead to, or that I'm aspiring to. It's that's when it's so easy, right, to get caught up in the day to day and like. Uh, you know, and nope. kind of live in, in some of that angst, like just, le- just kind of getting through it versus, whoa, all of this hard work and breaking some of these patterns. And I mean, you've used setting boundaries, and I want to keep talking about that, you know, a number of times. But there's also something that you said. So we have vision, huge, and kind of knowing what you want, discovering what it is that you need and want, because I think. I think women in general, uh, and you know, then moms. It's like, I don't. If we didn't get it, we don't always know how, what we should have. You know, we have this inkling. Right. Where we're like, no, it should be different from this. Like, I, I have some thoughts or ideas, but they're, then they're not reinforced by family or culture. So it's like, well, those must be wrong. So we just kind of go along with what's there, as opposed to, hmm, you know, how do I have meet some of my deeper yearnings, some of the and then those are tied to my vision. I feel like that's what you're describing. Is, yeah. is that accurate?
1: That's hundred percent accurate. And and the first phase in in the framework that I that I teach and that I coach through is that self awareness first stage, which is the self discovery, which is the question mm-hmm. asking, because it's the first part we often overlook, because we're, we we want to get straight to the like, how is things gonna be different? But if you don't right, know, like you're, <laughs> right. But if you don't know what exactly, or you think you know, but without you stopping to really analyze, you might, what you actually might be saying is what you think your partner wants, what you think your family wants, what you think society thinks they want you to want. Yep. When you actually stop and you actually take the time to be quiet with yourself and ask yourself like without anyone's opinions or thoughts, what, how would you answer this? What would you want to see? as crazy as it might sound that you might think sounds crazy, because sometimes they'd be like, well, that's not going to be possible. So I'm not going to say that. Like leave out the impossible. What was that look like? And that's when I feel like you get to the root of it and you start to say, okay, well, this is what I want. This is what's going to bring me joy and happiness and Mm -hmm. harmony. And then how do I balance that all and create it all with the life that I have right now? And Mm -hmm. so self-awareness stage is so, so crucial. And it's, Again, it's asking yourself, I do this every morning, like, what do you need? What do you need today? How do you feel today? What's going to help you feel good, right? And starting off just by asking yourself those questions can be so powerful and can really make a difference in, in your mood and your attitude, as simple as that from early on. So I, it's you do have to take the time, though, to really dig deep into those questions And, you know, make sure you're aware of what are those limiting beliefs, what are those self-sabotaging behavior that you're, you know, without realizing, embodying, and Mm -hmm. break those up so that then you can create that reality that you truly want in this 3D form. Then that's where the visualizing, what are those values? What do you envision? You know, and then you work through creating your goals from there and take your Mm -hmm. action the next step. But you need yeah. to know, you need to know what it is and you need to do know what it is without anyone else's opinion. Exactly. And that was the biggest piece for me. And Was uh, it? That I, yeah, because it's, it's so easy to hear opinions about motherhood, about how you should live your life, about how you should be working or not working. If you work, it's this problem. If you don't work, it's this other problem. And there's just, and with social media now which I love because I use social media, but there's just mm-hmm. so much information that sometimes it's hard to know what's your own original thought and what's your own original feeling and then trust that and then go from there to figure it out with support, with coach, whatever it may be. Um, but really understand what you need and what you want and base that to create the life you want, not what somebody else is prescribing for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing as you're saying that, and I love how you laid out the process,
0: Nellie, is, you know, those voices will always be there. Um, But, w- you know, we want our voice to get bigger and bigger, right? We want our voice to be, become the dominant one or the one that assesses, you know, some of these. Because yeah. as you're saying, it's not about tuning everyone and everything else out or acting like nobody has anything to say of value. But until we're more clear on what our needs are, like you said, what our desires, what our deeper desires and what our vision is, um, we're just going to get bounced around, right? Or just going to get like tossed about and wonder and and doubt. And because um, it's not like you still don't doubt the choice that you made, but you're just more aware that it's your choice, right? And you're taking ownership of it. And I think sometimes that happens for women, moms in particular, where it's like, I just don't, I just want somebody to tell me what to do. Like that, you know, And in those moments of overwhelm and that can someone just, all right, That sounds kind of good. All right, I'll do that. Right, and then (laughs) all right. Well, no, that didn't work. Um, But this really is claiming ownership and taking responsibility for your life, your experience. You know how how you want this to go. So I love that. And I'm I'm going back. I'm thinking about this choice point. Like, was that something you and your partner decided before you had children? Like, this is the setup that we think we want. You know, I'll work and you'll take some time off, or because yeah, that's a big culture code family code to to break into. So I I and I haven't really addressed that one much. So I'd love to hear your thoughts yeah. on that.
1: Um so this was something we spoke about um I am a very like even relationship. I'm very upfront. I want to have these conversations, but then I also say I take it with flexibility. The same thing I do with everything. So you have an idea, a goal what you want to do and then you there's Flexible pieces, especially with parenting and and yes. motherhood. But yeah, we had this conversation. We didn't establish whether he was going to do something part time. Yeah, to say, So there was some some gray area within that. We knew that there would be conversation around with family putting or family putting their thoughts into our situation. But we honestly wanted to come back to what made the most sense for us, you know, who had you know, all the nitty of like, who has insurance and who was working. Oh, yeah. And so all those little, little pieces, we kind of broke down and said, what made the most sense. And um, my partner was also an, a pro MMA fighter. Um, and so he his job was much more flexible because he moves from he could decide, Yeah. yeah. So it was much easier to make a decision that way. What we did need to be clear on was whether or not he was comfortable being full time at home with the kids um, and how he would have some of like his him time, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I know those 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 can play a role in how someone feels being in that situation. Um, and so we've, we've done a, a much better job at establishing that. Um, I know in the beginning, it was a lot of communication, a lot of talking, a lot of seeing what made the most sense. That's why my son went to work with me for half the day in the beginning. So mm. at, the, at the start of it, my son would go and he did have a part-time job. And yeah. then part way through having the part-time job, it it didn't make sense for him to continue for us to, to pay someone else to care of our kids versus us, and we always we always wanted to have that. So, yeah, we did have a conversation in the beginning, but it definitely took a lot of like going back to that conversation at least every single month sure. that yeah. makes the most sense until we had a better established schedule and routine. And then my my mornings are much more flexible with my my full time job too, since I work after yeah. hours. So it it made it made a ton of sense that way. So it wasn't too difficult for us on our end because he was mm-hmm. very open to it. So I think yeah. it'd be very different if you go into it with both parties wanting to work or you know, what to wanting to both stay, whatever the case may be that you're gonna have different conversations and and that's where you just have to communicate be clear um so that you don't end up in a situation where then your your energy is being fed off at home. sure presenting or you know or not liking a certain situation. But yeah, that's that's what worked best for us, I would say.
0: yeah, yeah. well, I'm and I'm hearing a lot of communicating, a lot of conversations. It's not, you know, let's try this. And then things change, right? Like being flexible, continuing to kind of assess how it's going. Um, so both, you know, both of you are satisfied, right? And right, right. and doing it the way you're doing. And, and- I, I will say I was a little distracted thinking about your mma fighter husband <laughs> stay
1: at home mom, stay at home dad I, it's just really uh, sweet you know amazing <laughs> so that point i will say like um there was a point that i noticed that he wouldn't vocalize about it. he was not necessarily happy with the setup the mm. way they were going. things so i say you be in tune with each other and i think it just he needed certain time frames to go and like go to the gym or other. So that's why I said like you pay attention to cues um, because especially if you're in a, in a relationship and that's part, that's part of the balance you want to have the home balance and that takes the both parties to be happy and feel fulfilled. So yes, I I talk a lot about self-care and about your own personal happiness, but in unison, when you're in the home and working with kids, a big part is that communication aspect with your partner or whomever is that that you're raising your kids with, because there is, there is, in that case, there is two two individuals that have that also want to feel fulfilled in different ways too.
0: Yeah, well, and I love that, and I oh, I lost my train of thought because I love what you were just saying because I was thinking about all the codes he has to break, you know, and and you guys are charting, you two are charting new territory, right? And it's it's certainly more common than it used to be even 10 years ago, but 20, 30 years ago, or, you know, almost never happened, right? That this is so, you know, the two of you and your partnership being really strong and aligned is such a key factor besides the fact that you're modeling that for your children, right? And one, it works. And then two, you know, they're learning about relationship, you know, through the two of you. And I just think you're painting such a beautiful picture and I don't mean beautiful like it's like woo you know fairy tale beautiful, but real and beautiful. And we talk, and this is how it gets done. And you can do, you can create, you know, family lots of different ways. And this there there aren't these cookie cutter just one or two ways to do this. And you're doing it as you're you know sharing and supporting others. So I love that
1: leading by example as i say you show it and my hope always with with my kids is that they can see different they have different avenues in front of them that they can see the different pathways and then make a decision for themselves in that way Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing i live by with with all that i teach and all that i do is be aware of all that's around you and then know how to come back to yourself to make the decision that makes the most sense to you but be Mm -hmm. aware have the resources know the techniques know the tools and then come back to what you need um, and what makes the yeah. most sense
0: for you. I think everything we're talking about um, is when we talk about self-care, you know, for for moms or caregivers, you know, that this process, this, you know, this journey and taking it on as a journey and learning from it, learning about yourself, learning, you know, and growing with your children is so much, you know, where I know we're both like writing that, you know, and and how important that is. And it's. You know, this is seeing it differently than just like this job we have to get done. It's it's an integral part of our life. It's this beautiful, like rich treasure trove of healing and growing and and all of that that goes on. I I also then wondered, like, were there was there anything you want to mention about any other ways to help manage stress and burnout just to name a couple just you know because this is a process we're talking about but yeah, yeah. it's always nice to have a couple like kind of immediate go-tos
1: yeah um, in that regard okay no worries and i'm sorry i hope that you don't hear in the background i hear my son running down there. Uh, no I, I actually i don't but okay, if you're you
0: great if, if um, hear him, great but-
1: You know, with stress management and tools to create balance, um, there's a couple of different things that I would suggest. Um, I mentioned one. Well, let me back up. First, I think that with tools that you can use, it does lie around self-care. And I think about it holistically in mind, body, and soul. So what are those type of tools that you can use to nurture those different buckets or these different um, areas of self-care? And so one of those techniques is expressing gratitude going outdoors and and the expression of gratitude and i highly suggest going outdoors for it it just doesn't leave any room for any negative energy to be present at the time of you expressing gratitude which is a positive piece and so uh that has been huge where i just wake up and i go outdoors and i say three things that i'm really grateful for in my life um and that's that's one of the big big ways Another is just physical movement. It doesn't necessarily have to be a whole workout, but yeah. that you're moving your body. I like to park, if you if you drive to work, I like to park in the back parking lot and just take the walk. I also get outdoors at the same time. And that is very, very positive. A, another smaller piece so that is taking the steps somewhere. So mm. just just moving your body a little bit can be super helpful and beneficial. Um, and then a third one that I can share here is visualization. We talked a lot about visualizing, but using a lot of different visualization tools and techniques have been so powerful, whether that's affirmations that you listen to related to visualization, or if you do what I love, which is a visualization walk, where at least every quarter... Um, in the year, I go mm-hmm. for a extensive walk, and I literally visualize my life one year plus from there. Um, and I always say, but when you're doing this, do it from like the smallest of details to the biggest of details. So from like the clothes you're wearing to the car you're driving, to who's dropping off your kids at school, who's picking them up, who's making breakfast, are you ordering, are you, and that in itself helps you to understand also the lifestyle and the life that you generally want to live that you may not have vocalized before that. And you start to picture it in your head and then you take inspired action from there. Um, That has been so powerful. And it leads to this bigger picture of stress management Mm -hmm. because of how you're putting room for positivity and a growth mindset and a positive mindset. And, being able to reduce like the, the stresses that might come later on. So I say it's like prevention, like preventing those bigger stresses to hit, you do some of these, these softer tools to sure. to get there. Yeah. And, and
0: small steps lead to big change, right? And they're, yes. and these aren't just nice things. These are, I, I know everything you're sharing, they are powerful, they're proven Yes, things like the, when you were talking about the you know, when you vision, vision as detailed as possible, you know, that rewires our brain. Like our our brain can now have something to access that can make it it feels real, you know, and it isn't just this like idea you're throwing at your brain that's gonna say, no, 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 no. You yeah. know, you're you're breaking it down. And I think all of that is so powerful. And I always like to say, and, you know, for those of us that need a little more reassurance that these aren't just good ideas, you know, these this is research based, evidence based practices that that work, you know, that um mm-hmm. that really do work for us. Well, I have I'm I'm loving everything that we're talking about and as I as much as I'd love to be able to address like 10 more things <laughs> it, it's just really lovely to talk to Nelly. Um doing such big, important work. It's so important. So, so important. Uh, how can people find you and get to know and learn more about, you know, you and what you're doing and, and, uh, discover more about balanced mom. Yes,
1: Go ahead. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, you can find me, I'm, I'm most active, um, over on Instagram where I share a lot of my daily inspirational pieces and that's at working mom balanced, Um, And I also have a website, workingmombalance.com. And that has all my different resources and links, podcasts you can find on there as well. And any kind of resources that might be helpful or beneficial to you, um, as well as the link to my mom shop that has a bunch of different digital products and things that might be helpful. Um, I'll also share with your audience a free clarity journal that I have. I talked a lot about that, those question asking pieces. And so I put together a list of like 30 main, um, questions to to ask at the beginning phase of your journey to help you gain clarity as to what you need and what's holding you back and what's keeping you stuck. So I'll also share that there so your audience can, can get that as well. Beautiful.
0: Well, these will also be in the show notes. So weren't somewhere where you could jot that right down or remember, um, take a look at the show notes. Also, lastly, I always ask all my guests this one last question is what does rewrite the mother code mean to you?
1: Mm, I love that. Um, rewriting the mother code means you are creating the life that you desire as a mom and whatever other else other identities that you have. And you are creating the life that you desire by des- by your design, in your terms, in your season of life, despite what others might say or advise you to do. So creating your life your way.
0: Here, here, that's right on. And this isn't a test question. It's because I just love um, hearing everybody's kind of, you know, it's just been so beautiful, you know, over time to hear the similarities, but also the personal, you know, how it, what it means to you personally. So that means a lot. Um, Thank you so much. Nellie, I wish you just so much. I'm so grateful you're doing what you're doing. I hope tons of women, mothers, you know, find you and uh, get to work with you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for having me. And I'm I'm so happy to have been here.
0: I love that episode. I love Nellie. And sometimes I think I should just keep recording for our like post conversations because they're the same, but a little different. Just, you know, a little more just being with each other. But I was telling her that I haven't thought so much about, like, you know, what men, specifically, when they make the choice to to be the stay at home caregiver or more the full time caregiver, you know, what resources do they have? Like, we're, you know, just getting started having more thoughtful, more you know, deeper ways to to do this job and and ways to be in it and look at it. And I, I was saying, I'm sure there's some things out there. I've, I haven't looked myself, but I'm sure there are. But I'm sure there could be a lot more. And having someone like her husband, who's you know kind of uh, would appeal, I would think. I'm, she she agreed with me, but you know more kind of a guy's guy. He's a fighter, and you know, getting on talking about you know what his journey's been like and talking. So, I think that's that's really beautiful. And it did end up tying. Uh, I didn't think about it ahead of time but when i shared at the beginning before nelly got on about being a great aunt and watching you know my niece and and her new son you know navigate uh, life together and was really inspired about their way of being because sometimes you know life throws us something that we have to take account where we have to like really look and look at our values look at what what what's really meaningful in this journey and as I'm becoming a new mom and, you know, having a child go through something so significant kind of throws it at you, whether you like it or not. Um, and it's still our choice to do with it what we will. And I feel like, you know, she has built a vision, you know, for herself, for their family, you know, of one of really focusing on what matters and, um, you know, their health and relationship and just and being together and, Valuing and being so grateful, and Nellie's talked about gratitude as a practice. And I was thinking about it through the episode as well. Just how powerful a a grateful gratitude space is in our psyche, you know, in our atmosphere. And then when we're in it, it has a ripple effect. It touches others, and we all felt it this weekend. And I felt it, you know, being with Nellie today. So. I guess it's, you know, maybe we'll end there with like what, take time today to, as she said, you know, go outside and name some things you're grateful for. I did that this morning and it it set the tone for my day that felt really, really good. <laughs> so um, do that, you know, be in that. I know I am grateful for any and everyone who connects with me and finds me however they find me you know, whether you're listening to this podcast and then, you know, it takes a next step to sign up for my newsletter and my email list where I I share things, you know, just in written form, you know, in addition to this beautiful podcast forum. So I invite you to do that. And you can do that at my website, on my website, L Y O N S drgertrudelyons.com. Also the same thing on Instagram. Um, you can find and and find your way to me and, and sign up. I, I love having more and more ways to connect and us be together in this conversation and on this journey of mothering, self-mothering, you know, the power of um, mother, you know, in our lives, in our world. So have a blessed, blessed day. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to rewrite the mother code. It helps other people who need this message, AKA all women Well, actually everybody, men included to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey and mothering yourself. Remember change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful. And it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time.